Welcome to the We Are Peru podcast, a podcast highlighting topics related to the Peru Central School District and greater Peru community. Welcome to the We Are Peru podcast. This is our March 2023 edition. As usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Nick Damiani. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well, John. How are you? I'm good. Is spring really here, or what's going on with that? Well, I don't know. You get 70 degrees on a Saturday and then 30 degrees on the Sunday. Yeah. Walking across campus today, Yeah, uh, it's still bitter cold, so I don't really know what's happening. Or was it like last weekend where, what was it? It was uh, snowing Friday evening and then 60 degrees on Saturday. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, welcome to the North our, Country, right? Keeps us on our toes. Uh, I do know we're near the end of March Madness and the college basketball season, which has been extremely entertaining. And I know that is followed up by uh, the start of baseball season right. in my world. Yeah. Uh, so I know spring and summer are on the way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have some. Uh, we'll have a great sports update by uh, our athletics coordinator later on. Yeah. So we've got a great show with our normal guests, right? So. Uh, but we will have a special guest. Uh, our last segment will be joined by, by one of my former students, uh, Jack Webb. He's interested in podcasting, but uh, he's a senior in Peru this year. So I'm um, interested to see how you know he's been doing and how uh, his life in Peru school district has been going. I know he's been experiencing some leadership classes and those types of things. So uh, it's going to be great to hear from him. Yeah, that's awesome. That'll be our first official student that sits in on our spotlight section. Very true. Excellent. So I guess without any further ado, we'll hop right into the show. Sounds great. Okay, and now we are privileged to be joined for our regular segment by our board president, Mrs. Bonnie Berry. How are you today, Ms. Berry? Very good. And you? Ah, excellent, excellent. Weather's getting a, a little bit better, so I can't complain there. <laughs> it's not going to do you any good to complain. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's definitely that's definitely the truth. So, um, you know, as usual, you're gracious enough to share the, you know, the goings on of the school board. So the the floor is yours. Okay. Well, this month we had a recognition of Randy Sapp and Janine Kerr, who are both retiring. Uh, Randy at the end of the next this week, and and uh, Janine um, next uh, the beginning of next week. Uh, Randy has been our school business administrator um, since 2005, and we have to thank him for his dedication and expertise in managing the financial and administrative operations of our school because he's been instrumental in um, ensuring a smooth functioning of our institution and also um, physical physical responsibility. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. We're very, you know, I'm sure he's got lots of plans. Um, but he said he's a phone call away for Mrs. Bowles as our new school business executive, and he's been working with her for um, a while on the transition. So we think it'll go quite smoothly. And we recognize Food Service Director Janine Kerr. She's going to retire, as I said, next week. She started in August of 2006 with us. So she's been an integral part of our school community working to ensure that students have access to healthy meals that meet their dietary needs and preferences. And she is now working us through our cooperative service um, agreement with BOCES to do the uh, food management through them. And it's more of that um, farm to school and more using local resources. So Barrett Miller is now 
<clears throat> going to be our food service director through BOCES. And she's had a smooth transition with Janine too, uh, working together to do all sorts of different things and try to buy some very different things for the kids. And I know I've heard that the uh, pizza now is amazing. <laughs> so we'll see what we'll see what is happening. <laughs> and somebody said, "Oh yes, spaghetti. Yeah, the spaghetti is great too." So we'll see. Yeah, I'm we'll looking see. forward to it. But, Everything I've heard has been rave reviews. Oh yeah, I was. Um, uh, privy to it at, at uh, CVS when I was working as an interim director, and we were doing the the you know the uh, the farm to school uh, food processing with with our <clears throat> cafeteria at the special education building, and it was phenomenal. I'd go down every day for a salad or whatever they had. It was just fantastic. So I know that we're moving in the right direction, and a number of school districts in our area have. Um, and find it very profitable for them. <clears throat> you know, they're they're not in the red anymore. They're now in the black, and and the kids are just loving the uh, the food. And the important piece of it is that in those two meals at school, all the nutritional needs of the students are provided in those two uh, meals every day. That's fantastic. So if, yeah, it is. If there's a shortage of something at home, at least the kids have had what they needed nutrition wise. So we're, we're anxious to go through that. And Janine is, is uh, happy that she's been able to be in that transition and help. So that's wonderful. Excellent. I have to, too, recognize the Peru Drama Club for that, their uh, Beauty and the Beast uh, production recently. It was amazing when I saw the numbers. Um, six staff members provided leadership. 37 students performed. 16 student crew members, and then the orchestra of, of uh, 27, including 12 students. Um, there were some alumni that came in and helped too, parent volunteers. And the show was seen by over 2,100 members of the community. That's Isn't a, that amazing? That is amazing. I know. I know several I people thought, that wow. saw it uh, multiple times. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, mm -hmm. oh, it was really good. Really good. Phenomenal. You know, it's just, we, you know, very proud of what happens with our um, music department and the drama club and the orchestra. And I, I just recently went to uh, the elementary concert and it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I know some other concerts are coming up. And to our athletics, um, Diana, I'm sure will give us a, an update at our April 18th uh, meeting, but our athletes did very well with the winter sports, and now we're on to the spring ones. So that's wonderful. Definitely. Always a busy Keep, time, right? Yeah, well, and keeping kids involved. Yes. This is yeah. important. You know, it's like this week at our school, we have Sweethearts and Heroes back for the week. And it's just so much involvement of the kids and empowerment um, of the students and, and, you know, empathy and learning how to be, uh, responsible citizens and, and helping others in crisis. Uh, it's been phenomenal. Um, Sweethearts and Heroes, as I said, is here for the whole week. And then we also have Kevin um, Burt. Yes. Um, right. this week. And then a concert one night. So lots of things going on. So it's nice to see that school is back in and, and lots of different fun happenings going around and the kids are all involved and have, have access to some different things. So that's wonderful. Absolutely. It's definitely great to 
you know, everyone gets an opportunity to experience those things. I mean, Sweethearts and Heroes had such an impact when they were here before. And I remember Mr. Burt was here last year, and a lot of our students got to perform with him. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that's great. Yeah. The one thing we did was we approved our calendar for next year, so that'll be out 23, 24, so that parents have, um, you know, some time to look at it ahead of time. The first day of school for students is going to be that Thursday, the 7th, so okay. they can be aware of that. But we have a couple of professional development days after Labor Day, um, but the first day of school for the students will be the 7th. And then throughout the year, we have some uh, half-day professional development days. And we're trying to put those close to weekends so that if parents wanted to, um, you know, take that half day on Friday and, and begin a, a, a weekend trip or something, a weekend visit to relatives, that would be there for them. So we've got some half days. They're on the calendar. They will be, you know, people will be able to know what they are. Um, throughout the the year with the calendar of course we've got the snow days we still have five snow days and i think this year i don't i think we've only taken like three snow days this year uh -huh, uh -huh. yeah a couple of a couple of uh of delays, two hour delays right, right, right. yeah right which worked you know i oh. i hope people appreciate that they work so that was a big thing uh, you know getting that calendar out so that people can start planning and looking ahead because uh Easter spring break next year is the first week in April, so it's very early. It is early next year. I noticed that. Yeah, I think uh, I think Easter is the thirty first of March, so, oh, right. and that has to do with the equinox and the full moon and everything else. I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of things to do with when Easter falls, but uh, um, it is early, and uh, we, as I said, we've got some staff development days, which I think will help. Um, parents know ahead of time that, you know, if they want to go and visit somebody that, you know, their kids will be out at the noontime and perhaps they can get on the road a little bit ahead of time. Um, staff will be there, though, on that Friday afternoon. They have to do a complete Friday afternoon to do the professional development. So it's kind of a catch up for us. We haven't been able to do a lot of professional development in, in years, in the last couple of years. So now we're back on track, back to the way things were. And we do put in <clears throat> the time that allows us to be able to take um, those few half days because New York State says that you have to have X amount of hours in the school day, and we have those hours. So we have that flexibility to be able to take those half day um, staff development days. So good. Uh, let me see. Oh, budget information um, that will be out. We don't know. You know, we always have to wait for the state. Hopefully there's a budget on April 1st. It doesn't look like it might happen right away, but we always hope for April 1st to be our state budget because our school budgets really can't be finalized until we know what kind of aid we are getting from the state. And we are heavily dependent upon the aid. It's, well, it's over, I think it's over 50% of our budget is you know dependent upon um, aid from New York State. Right. And in many many districts around our area, um, so that uh, we are the good news is the governor's budget, and it looks like the legislators are supporting the governor's budget for education. So it looks like we are going to get just a, a little bit more of a hit than we had in the past. So hopefully the budget will be timely, so we can finalize um, all on April 18th, because the the vote is in um, May 
I always forget the date, but I think it's May 20. I want to say May 21st. May, yeah, May 24th. It's, oh, I'm looking at the wrong year. Yeah, May 23rd, I think. It's the last week in May. Anyway, all over New York State. Every school district has to vote at the same time. Oh, at the same time. Okay. Um, yeah. Every school district in New York State has to vote on that day. Um, we have one open board seat, and I know, um, I'm not sure when the um, applications had to be in for that, but people can certainly, you know, ask community members to sign their affidavit and bring it into the district office. I can't remember if the deadline was this, this week or last week. Uh, that's not my job. That's Sherry Provost, so they can call and ask. <laughs> but um, next week we are going to hold a budget meeting on April 4th and hopefully finalize where we are. And we're not sure we're going to have any information from the state, but we will continue to hold our board meeting on April 4th. Um, but our, we will finalize the budget after the vacation on April 18th will be the board meeting. Excellent. Well, that's all great stuff there. And as usual, yeah, we so really appreciate you yeah. coming to, you know, to, to share everything that's going on with the board. And, you know, I, I hope that you're able to in, in, enjoy the, you know, some of this, some of this better weather. <laughs> well, I'm going to go in and listen to uh, Kevin Burt tomorrow. Oh, yes. I, I love listening to what he does with the kids. So oh, he's, he's phenomenal with the students. I know, you know, last, oh, yes. last year he was gracious enough to join us, you know, um, for a special podcast and stuff, so I'm. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's it's great to that he's coming back again. Yeah, and he's traveled uh, to many schools. Yeah, um, he's been all over the North Country for us, so that that's great. That yeah, is great. Um, you know, kids. Well, the last couple of years we haven't. Nobody's been able to go too much of any place. Right. So it's good to have him coming to us and and visiting the schools and the kids getting a chance to. Uh, um, you know, to listen to that. So, but wishing everybody a safe and restful spring break. And um, when we get back, we'll have a board meeting and hopefully we have information from the state and be able to uh, move on with uh, our 23-24 um, school budget. It's hard to believe, 23-24 school believe. budget. <laughs> Hey, well, thank you so much again for being here. Thank you. And we look forward okay. to visit, visiting again with you next month. Yeah, after April 18th. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great thank day. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Now we would like to get to our superintendent update. So we are joined, as usual, by Superintendent uh, Scott Storms. How are you doing today, Mr. Storms? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Thanks for being here. Thank yeah. you. Uh, so I just wanted to start out with this uh, segment real quick, just to highlight uh, some of the feedback that we've received on newsletter that has gone out. So uh, we had recently produced a district-wide uh, newsletter uh, last month uh, to highlight uh, just a lot of the great things that are going on around campus, and uh, feedback uh, has been fantastic. And I know, Mr. Storms, you're a big player in getting that uh, newsletter out to the community, and I just wanted to let you know that you know, every, everybody really enjoyed it. I'm glad you bring that up. A lot of people have reached out. Um, I've seen people in the grocery store. I've seen people over at the gas station, and they're commenting on the newsletter, and it's nice to get something in paper. We're so used to a um, digital world yeah. that everyone is also 
excited to see something in color and kind of the old way. Um, so yeah, a lot of great comments made about our newsletter and we're in the process of getting the next yeah. one ready. So there's another one coming out relatively soon and then we'll be talking more about the, the um, regular budget, the budget timelines that yep. are coming up. We're getting ready. Um, we hope to be able we're kind of we're kind of on that waiting place right now waiting to hear where the governor is going to be with the state budget we're we're always optimistic that we're going to have a answer by april 1st i don't know I, I i'm kind of feeling like we might not so we hope to be able to go in on april 4th and set the budget we're we're at that place now where we can okay. set the budget um you know, with a few contingencies that if things change, we may have to do a few tweaks to it, and then we'll get information out to the public on where we're going with that. So people will be looking for another publication from us that will be coming out about the budget process too. Uh, yeah, it'll be nice to see some of those specifics. I know there's been a lot of work going on uh, over the last couple of months. I know the work is year round, but you know, specifically it, it ramps up after that January 1st date. Well, the interesting thing is, is like there's a lot of good work going on around this district right now. And one of the things that <clears throat> we know we need to always be very mindful of is the professional development opportunities for our teachers. Because right. if we can provide high quality professional development for teachers, we can also ensure that we're, we're providing the best education for our kids. Right. And um, one of the things I think that we'll see a, a, a change next year will be the um, calendar so we're actually able to, we were able to work with feedback from the community too in regards to providing half days of professional development for our teachers we haven't had that in a few years but um, we really listened to what our community was saying our community of teachers but also our community of parents rather than just sticking that half day in the middle of a month or in the middle of a week We've, we've tried to bump it up against um, maybe a long weekend and things like that. That certainly won't mean our teachers are off. Right. That'll mean <laughs> it's an opportunity for us to have a professional development day because we've got a lot to do right now. We've got a lot to do with our social, emotional um, well-being of our students. We also have a lot to do with the new standards. Um, so there's a lot of pieces that we really need to get our head around, and I think those will be great opportunities for our teachers to to um, all engage yeah you know and, and i agree we've been very limited uh with the opportunity over the last i don't know i'm not sure exactly when it got removed from the calendar but i know uh it's been it's been about it's, five years actually yeah. so it's been it's, about five years or a little more even right and i think having those additional times built into the school year uh, are just going to be key uh, and then listening to the professional development committee talking about having time uh, everything was kind of falling in after school hours, uh, and that was building up. So I think having that time uh, within the school day is going to be very important. So we've had a lot of um, good trainings going on lately and great meetings on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging of our students mm -hmm. in, across the district, both sides. And um, this week we have an opportunity to um, showcase some of the work that we've been doing with Circles. So um, Sweethearts and Heroes is here working with our students on both sides of campus and we actually are partnering with Northeastern Clinton Central School. They're actually, some of their students are going to be here this week, um, I believe tomorrow actually, they're going to be working with our students to um, run circles together and trying to carry that over. So that's some really positive things. We have jazz singer um, Ken, um, Ken Burt in, in our school this week, which is going to be exciting. So 
It's a jam-packed week for sure. <laughs> and he's been on campus before. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he was here last year. Um, did a lot of classes over in high school, and then um, our jazz band or whatever um, actually performed with him at the Strand. I think this uh, this time he's here is actually an afternoon, like a Saturday afternoon show. I think that they're doing. Yeah, you're right. Excellent. Uh, I remember the Ooh. name, and I, I remember great feedback uh, wow. when he was here initially. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. And I did speak to some other schools that have had him already, yep. and it was very successful. He's phenomenal. Great with students too. It's, yeah. it's such a it's such an interesting time of year. Spring is you know we're all looking at spring from that perspective of like oh, it's finally warming up outside. Yeah. Um, I was just I just got off the phone with um, Diana Bartholomew, our athletic coordinator, and we're talking about when we're going to open up the track for our community um, and turn the lights back on. So right after April break. We'll have the lights on in the evening so people can walk. Um, in the meantime, we'll have them on and off for different different events. So spring is always that time where you know things start to come back around. It's also a time of year where where we get back into the the drills that we have to do across campus. So like we have to we have so many fire drills that we have to do. We also have to do lockdown drills. It's, it's so disheartening to every spring, it seems like, since I've been in administration, at least for many years, we've had some kind of terrible catastrophe that's happened across our nation in regards to school shootings. And um, it makes you really um, think about how do you do these drills, not scare kids, but also make sure that um, our community can trust us and they, they know that we're doing what's best for kids. So. You know, I, we had just scheduled our, our next lockdown drill, which is coming up. And then yesterday we found out about the shooting in Tennessee, and it's just so, it's just so hard. It really is. Um, so we're going to be really transparent with our community and with our, our teachers so that they know when it's coming. We'll be sending things out in Parent Square, letting them know. Um, but it's so important that, that we do our very best. And I think that one of the things that Peru has always done is taken our, our – our um, safety of our kids um, to the forefront. We always we look at that as a, one of our most important jobs, even though it's a very scary thing in the world that we live in right now. So I think, you know, just so parents know, in the spring, we are required to do two more lockdown drills. So we have two more, one scheduled before, before April break. So we will have one before April break, and then we'll have another one after April break. Um, and then we won't have to do any more after that for this school year. And then we also have our, t our traditional fire drills as well. So each side of campus has those. But it's so important that we, you know, um, are very mindful of the students and where they are emotionally during these processes. I, it, it's hard, right? When we see everything on social media and television, it can, it can scare kids. And it can make teachers and families very uneasy. So I just want to make sure people understand that we, we have a um, requirement by New York State that we have to do them. So we have, we have two more to do, two more lockdown drills. Okay. Uh, thank you for that. I think it's, it's good insight. Uh, for the community to know that you know some of these things that we make decisions on, they're they're tough, and and it's a struggle, and it's a process, and we have a lot of conversation, and uh, I I appreciate the transparency on that. And I hope that anyone who's got concerns or questions, they always have you know feel free to give me a call. I'd be happy to talk to them about it. Excellent. Uh, as always, Mr. Storms, thank you for taking the time uh, to join the podcast, and we look forward to getting you back next month. All right. Thank you very much.
Okay, now we're going to move on to our next segment, and we are privileged to have again Miss Diana Bartholomew, our athletics coordinator. How are you today? Great. How are you? Awesome. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we are uh, right at the beginning of our spring sports season. We uh, are. How's everything gone with registration so far? Good. Good numbers. Um, very healthy numbers all the way across the board. Um, again, we're introducing girls flag football as a new program this spring. Very um, exciting. Yes. They've been practicing inside like pretty much every outdoor team has been doing except for the last few days. But uh, numbers are good. We're excited to see how that goes. Met with maintenance today to get our field laid out and painted and ready to go. Yeah, so the um, I've been following other districts as well. Everyone seems to really have some nice numbers and participation. So it's one of those things where you never really knew what you're going to get when you start to offer it. But uh, the level of interest uh, has been pretty high. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, it's good to see. We got our uniforms in, and like I said, we're setting the field up, so we're yeah. heading in the right direction. Nice. Now, uh, on that topic, is it is there going to be like sectional playoffs this season, or how is it going to break down with playoffs, or is it just going to be a regular season? So we have a regular season um, set up, and then playoffs, we're going to do – we're still structuring what playoffs will look like. Okay. The NFL really wants to come and be a part of our playoffs um, because they were a big contributor – uh, Monetary-wise, so they want to do like a, one big event where we might have because um, we could play multiple games in one day. Right. So we're looking at maybe a playoff situation there, there where the NFL could come and we could really promote it, um, girls' flag in that direction. So that hasn't been set. We're looking at the first week of June, but we are looking for some kind of playoff um, to be set up because we have two different divisions. We have enough teams. In this section, we have 11 teams, so we're looking at a Division One and a Division II. Nice. Um, basically, geographically looking at it, so um, we're not traveling to Scroon to play. Um, so we're looking at some kind of uh, sectional playoff within divisions. So we're gonna we're gonna see how that plays out. Yeah, excellent. And then there's nothing at the state level. Uh, um, not time, yet. Right? Next not year. Yet. Next, Next year, year there will be a state champion. NISVA um, voted just last month to incorporate a state playoff. So next year there will be a girls flag football state championship. Awesome. That's uh, just great to see. Uh, definitely. Uh, so uh, you'd mentioned the weather. Uh, so we've, yeah. uh, it's definitely <laughs> impacted access to some of our fields. It right? has. It has. So a lot of our spring sports have been practicing inside. This week we've had some adventuring outside. The weather is permitted a little bit this week, and we're looking for more next before spring break. Um, we're hoping after we get back from spring break that we can be full on and outside. But um, yes, the weather has been a bit challenging. If you look back last year, we were <clears> outside. <throat> we had been outside for quite a while at this time. Oh, okay. Um, so that's pretty, putting a little bit of a challenge with us, but we're, we're going to keep striving through and see what we can do. I remember a lot of baseball practices in the parking lot, even as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a, as a student going through Peru. So uh, it's always impacted the start of baseball season um, and then outdoor sports. Uh, when does the regular when is the regular season kind of scheduled to begin for like baseball, softball, those types? Of so things? regular season starts next week. Oh, so that's fine. Um, yeah, so we have a couple scrimmages set up for Friday. Uh, softball, yeah. baseball do. Uh, we we're supposed to have a doubleheader on Saturday. We'll see what the weather wants to do there because it's not looking very promising. Um, yeah. But regular season starts next week. Um, track our first track regular season meet is Tuesday. Yeah. Um, baseball and softballs. First regular season game in league is Wednesday. Um, so, yeah, we're it's right here, but we're just waiting for the weather to start cooperating. So it was the first track meet 
here? It or? is Tuesday evening. Yes, we are here. We are. Um, it is considered a non-league game. We are um, hosting Boquette Valley with Mariah because they're merged, and Saranac's coming here on Tuesday. So let's hope Mother Nature gives yeah. us a little blessing for that day. Absolutely. And that's a change mm-hmm. uh, this season, mm-hmm. this year, right? Because in the past there was two track meets a week. Yes. Uh, now they're doing one track meet, but three schools, yes. three teams yes. participating. So, mm-hmm. so we went to a one um, <coughs> meet a week schedule. A lot of area schools, plus ourselves, like to travel to um, invitationals on the weekends. And if you're competing Tuesday and Thursday, it's really hard to get ready for a competition on Saturday. So Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, they found the coaches got together and made a proposal to the section um, directors. And we approved to try this one week a meet go. So there'll be a lot of try meets is what we're looking at. Um, to give more practice time and get ready for invitationals that are happening on the weekends for more opportunity. Kids yeah. to go other places, see other kids, compete against different levels. So it'll be, it'll be a good experience yeah, and for I them. think it's an interesting concept because uh, if you're, I don't know, my daughter's a jumper. So mm-hmm. if you're, you're jumping, you're always, you know, you're coming off that one leg, you're landing on that one mm-hmm. leg. So there is that repetitive physical component that, I mean, these are young athletes, they yes. wear down. Yes. And if you're going to invitationals, trying to perform at your best to represent the section and the district the way that you want to represent, and your body's wearing down, right. yeah. you know, you, yeah. you don't perform to your expectations. And, and they really want to on that stage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We uh, want to give appropriate days rest right. so they can be at their best. And on a side note, um, every district is struggling with busing. And mm-hmm. if we're only busing <laughs> once a week instead of twice a week, that might help Fantastic. with um, yeah. spreading out some busing issues that I know every school um, in the local area is struggling with, as, as well as we do on times. You know, mm-hmm. track is a two two bus a two bus trip. You know, our track teams are very big, and then. Um, we have all the other sports to support, so we're trying to ho- hoping that that will help with that situation as well. Yeah, and you mix in modified track, so that's a different night of the week, right? Yes. Modified. Yep. So modified's then, a different night. So now you're you're busing two events as opposed to three, just for track and field, let alone all the other sports. So yeah. So we're yeah. Hopefully it works out. I think it's a it's a good compromise, and I think it was a good brainstorm mm-hmm. uh, by the section. Yeah, the coaches came up with them. They proposed a schedule. They, yep really felt that this was beneficial for the kids. So we'll absolutely, you know, we'll give it a shot and see how it goes and make some changes or modifications if we have to next season. So speaking of the track, I understand you might have some good news for our walkers. So We do. So it's getting to be, it's getting to be that time of year. Um, people are out and about, <coughs> wanting to get out and get some fresh air, um, turning our lights back on. So we're looking to turn the lights back on to the community after our spring break. So we'll be putting them on Monday through Friday um, in the evening till roughly 9, 9.30. I think we have them set from sunset till right around 9. Nice. Um, you will see the lights on in the community before then for specific events that we're having here on campus. Obviously, our track meets run a little later in the evenings. Um, they take a little longer, so we'll be putting the lights on. And then um, if the girls flag football teams out on the field practicing in the evening because they go in the evenings to practice and play, so we'll be putting the lights on for them to practice as well. So. Excellent. But looking forward to the community coming back and using our facility and, and visiting campus. And if you're here, stop in and watch a game or an event um, and enjoy a walk on the track if it's empty. All right. Excellent. Uh, as always, thank you for taking the time to join the podcast. Uh, we also always appreciate your insight and your outlook on Peru Athletics. So thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having me. All right. Now we're going to get to the segment of the show that I was very excited to get to. Uh, where we are joined by 
uh, one of our high school seniors uh, here in Peru, uh, Mr. Jack Webb. How are you doing today, Jack? Good. I'm doing great, Nick. Thank you for thank you guys for having me on the show. Yeah, thank you for being here. So uh, how's it feel to sit down with one of your former teachers there? Uh, I mean, it's great. I haven't had a chance to talk to him in a while, so um, I think it's good to catch up. Um, we've caught up on quite a bit, and I hope to catch up, <laughs> so on, up on some more. So Yeah, so uh, you're a senior yep. uh, in Peru, and that's a whole other experience, but how has your senior year been going? Uh, very busy, I'm going to be completely honest. Um, I have a lot of, to do with the leadership program that okay. Tom and Rick and Pat bring to our school. Um, I'm also involved in a couple clubs, and I'm just trying to keep myself busy. So, I mean, I'm trying to enjoy my senior year. It goes by fast. Yeah. Uh, you'll be trying to get back into that senior year at some point mm -hmm. in your life, but you can't. So definitely enjoy it while you got it. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, so the leadership, uh, the leadership program itself, uh, is that a separate class that you've been taking or, or kind of what? Yeah, so um, there's two levels to leadership. So there's the 101 class that are the new starters that just started this year. And then there's the 102, which I am in. So it's a little bit higher up and a little bit more advanced. Um, we touched on a little bit more topics, and we actually end up helping the other classes as well. So that's something we're really big on. We've gotten pretty good opportunities like mentoring um, yeah. younger students and stuff like that. So Yeah, I know. Uh, you actually uh, shared a few words, I think, on our opening day uh, this year, uh, which was uh, great to see. So... Uh, when you say students participate, is there specific grade levels that they're looking at? Um, I'm not 100% sure. I think it might be 10th through 12th. Um, yeah. Freshman year, everyone's just trying to get, like, the normal classes done and over with. Uh, yeah. And then eventually it gets into the more elective classes. But I'm pretty sure it's usually 10 through 12. Okay. But if you're interested, I'm sure they could probably figure out a way to do something. But right now, try and target that upper yeah. upper level yeah, high probably, school. Yeah, probably upper level a little bit. Is that a program that's been around for a little while? Because it seems like a, a great thing to have. Um, I think what well, it's only been two years, right? Okay, yeah, it's, it's pretty fairly new, then, right? Yeah, uh, very new. It started small, okay. uh, but then I believe, from what I've heard, the amount of students that have wanted to participate in it mm -hmm. uh, was a pretty major surprise. So they were looking at expanding it almost immediately, mm -hmm. uh, from what I remember. Uh, and I think any time that you can expose uh, our students to uh, leadership styles, qualities of leadership, uh, ways of proper, you know, like communicating and working together in a team and mentoring uh, others, I think, is a fantastic opportunity. And you said this year, like in your level two course, you've been able to work with the level one participates and mentor them a, a little bit as well, yeah. uh, which I think is a great opportunity. Uh, has your group done any work on the elementary side of campus, or has it been pretty much just on the high school side? Um, so we did at the beginning of the year, we did do a little <coughs> bit of work over here in the mm -hmm. elementary school, but recently we haven't really done much work on that side of the school. We've been mostly helping with the middle school because they've been having some issues, so we're just trying to help out as much as we can, try and improve the school. Yeah, so I think it's one of those things where you go where the need is. Right. So mm -hmm. initially expanding into elementary uh, because that was a focus. But then as the year is gone, yeah, there's there's certain things that have popped up in middle school that uh, I imagine having some of those older students being able to provide a perspective and build a relationship with some of those younger students can help curb <laughs> some behaviors, mm -hmm. uh, perhaps, and show them kind of the right way to go about business, uh, which, as we know, middle schoolers are learning on the fly <laughs> uh, without a doubt. And. Uh, so just just a great opportunity all around for you. Uh, so outside of uh, outside of the schoolwork, uh, 
What else? Uh, what you participated in any sports? Those types of things. Yeah. So um, I do varsity hockey. Um, I also do unified basketball. I love uh, helping with that program. program. Yeah, it was a great um, program. That program is really amazing. I've had an absolute blast. Um, so on that topic, last year we had our school game, uh-huh. and as soon as that's like in the moment, I knew that I needed to be on that team. Yeah. It was just unbelievable. It was yeah. an experience I'm so happy I was able to. Now that season is going on right now. Yeah. Correct? Yep. Uh, and I, I attended, I think it was a game or two last year, and, and watched everyone participate. And when they had the students in the stands and they're, they're rooting everybody on, like, it was really one of those kind of heartwarm, mm-hmm. heartwarming moments uh, and just another opportunity. So uh, kudos to you for wanting to participate uh, in that. My nephew um, is a student at um, PHS, and he participated in the game, had a great time when they were here, when they played here. Mm-hmm. Right. So that yeah, was a great program. Nice program, really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your hockey team had some success. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah, we made it to the Final Four. Um, it was a really cool experience. I didn't get to experience all of it. I was, unfortunately, still recovering from being sick. Mm-hmm. But I was the, oh my, the experience was amazing. Yeah, we played in the Sabres, like, uh, practice arena. Yeah. Huge jumbotron. It was awesome. Yeah, well, uh, so from my perspective, looking at kind of where you've come as a – when I had you back in sixth grade, which was many years ago, uh, you're growing into a, a very fine young man, and you're doing the right things uh, to set yourself up for success when you get out of high school. And I think, uh, you know, being – you know, focused on the academic piece, working hard, but also embracing opportunities as they come up. The leadership class and those opportunities, working with middle schoolers, athletic opportunities – uh, just definitely looks like you've had a very um, kind of positive and fulfilled um, tenure here in Peru. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's great to see. Definitely. Is. Thank you. Uh, so any words of wisdom uh, to the students uh, below you that might be listening as they, you know, maybe a struggling ninth grader, so yeah. to speak, not to put you on the spot. No, here. I'll good. give you some time to think about it. But uh, anything you might want to share that uh, just you know, kind words, words to guide them as they uh, work on their journey through high school? Um, I would probably, I'm going to kind of stick to the leadership topic. Imagine yourself in the other person's shoes and how they're feeling. Um, try not to always think about yourself. Think about the environment around you and the people around you. It's probably what I would say. Yeah, and I think that in, in this world, that's a difficult task. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I, I know with my own, my own children at home, right, the, the me, me, me mentality, and trying to remove yourself from that uh, and really thinking about what another person is going through. It's a difficult thing to do, uh, but definitely well-chosen words. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. I know you got to get back to class, uh, but we do appreciate you participating and being our first student on the podcast. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's great, like you mentioned, having him be the first student that we've had participate in that. And I got a feeling we might do a little bit more of that. Yeah, I think it creates a great opportunity. Absolutely. Well, this has been our March episode. Yep. Uh, we look forward to having everybody join us in April. In April. You've been listening to the We Are Peru podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you've enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share the podcast with colleagues and friends. And consider leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Peru underscore CSD. Thanks again for listening. And remember, we are Peru.